Alright, we are live. What's up, Stan? How are you, Menace? Pretty good. Yeah. Well, we're doing a late night uh, to get it in, just because, you know, working when it's hot and when it's windy equals overtime, which equals money in my pocket. Oh, well, I was going to say, Menace likes getting things in. Yeah, but... uh yeah. We don't have any, we don't have too many more episodes left. So what? You're on borrowed time, my friend. Oh, what did we change? I thought it was three thirty three. Yeah, it is, but you like I don't think you're gonna make it that far. Oh why I think I'm gonna die. Yes. <laughs> Might. Do you yeah. wanna tell people anything? Well, I mean, they know. I talked about it a little bit with you last episode that you were here. I talked about it a little bit with Al, but yeah, I got that COVID. You tested positive. I tested positive for COVID. You said you think you had it. No, I said you said I, you went for the test. You didn't say that you tested positive. Yes, but I told you I knew I had it. I was just waiting for the results. And now, so they have like a rabid test, and then they have like. You know, two, three day test, but for some reason my test was taking fucking forever. And how then long I, from when you went into for the test to you get results? Um I think it was like thirteen days it wound up being. Which isn't or you not important. Twelve days, yeah. Cause they were like they were like Black Lives Matter. Where white, do you live? Linda Hurst, all right. White Lives Matter, all these other lives matter, fuck stay, pretty much. But then I went on Instagram and I saw like, I told you Mick Foley and I saw some people like, oh no, I didn't get my fucking results either for 10 days or 11 days, but it took 12 days, I believe, before I got... Your levels keep going in and out. Do they? Of your voice, yeah. All right. How is it, how is it now? It's on the low side now. Yeah. I'll let you know when it goes high again. How is it now? Now it's high. Too high or, or fine? No. You're, you're fine. I'll lower that a little bit, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I was just thinking about it just now before we went live. I was like, man, if Stan died, I would get a tattoo in your honor, Stan. Would you? Yeah, I would get the medicine of the man, and I would get when the show started to when you died. Oh, like um, EST? Ever since the time of, or whatever that is. Well, EST is established. So that's like, that would be like established, and that would be the first date when we started. Ah. Look, look at the big brain on Menace. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh, and then I would find a different co-host and try to keep rolling. Yeah. That'd be easy for you. You know what? I, I think... I think it'd be I think it'd be easy to fill the man. I think it'd be hard to find someone to do all the production. Absolutely. But not you think, not, you think I'm reaching in my pocket. <laughs> I mean not really. It probably wouldn't be as hard as you think. But we'll get there probably. I'm probably like so people like it's funny, like the news and people, they have no fucking clue about COVID, Corona, whatever you want to call it. And then they don't know if you can catch it twice, but I'm like, Danielle's mom pretty much caught it twice, right? 
No. No? I thought she did. She tested positive multiple times. Yeah, but no, didn't she? She false one time and then positive again after that, but the false might have been like a false negative. But didn't she have a moment where she like was okay and then um she woke up and her eyes were all puffy and Yes, there she- was there was a couple days after her fever broke to where yeah, her eyes got puffy and her and her blood pressure started getting high. Yeah, I haven't had that. So I so even yeah, that but she's older? Yeah. Uh and um He also never left the house, though, from after the fever. Mm-hmm. So for her to catch it a second time, she had no interaction with any new people. Yeah. So. So I was like, fuck. As soon as I. Oh, hold on. So the mixer's been doing that, too, lately. You heard that little buzz just now? Yeah. 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 I don't know what it's from. I got to just play with some shit. But. From, so I, I just was like on Sunday, whatever it was, like Sunday, I forget the date. All of a sudden I just got fucking hit with it and I was like, oh shit, I think I'm sick. I feel really like shit right now. And then went downstairs. Did it come on slow or just like? Came on like that. What the fuck? It came on from where I first felt like, ooh, I feel a little fucked up to at night. I was like, whoa. I have the worst headache I've ever yeah, had. How much time? 30 minutes, three hours? Four or five hours. Okay. Four or five so we're hours. Like, we're like, man, I don't, I don't feel amazing to like, I think I'm going to die. Five hours? Yeah. Yeah. So for everybody at home that thinks like, because everyone, you know, if they have a cough, they're like, oh, is that it? Is that yeah. COVID? Right now, everything is COVID. Yeah, I saw I saw a meme today. Like, uh, can people actually get normal sick, or do they only get COVID now? Everything's COVID now. Real quick, because I know you're into fucking weird shit and conspiracies and whatever. What is this with like Twitter or or YouTube taking down videos of this chick who's like, "Yep, found the cure to like a lot of shit." So you know, like once you say something. People are immediately going to Google you and then be like, what else crazy have you said? Or how can I, how can I defame you or fuck with you in some way? So the lady that, that, uh, was a legit doctor, by the way, right? Yeah, but she's like an African doctor. So she's into like some, like, um, she's like overly Christian. Okay. So that's what people immediately Googled and found is that she believes in like demon sperm. And like some crazy shit, like some they just found some yeah, like you can you can be like a genius to the molecular to the mo- molecular and, level and just be religious, yeah. But but like think other crazy shit that there's no science behind. Yeah, and so even that like here's what's crazy too. So like people are immediately if you don't like Trump, you're like oh no this is bullshit. He he's an idiot. This is all bullshit. You know. But, yeah, but why Why did Twitter take it down? Twitter took it down because... can't. Isn't that like a place where you can do anything? No, because right now on all forums... They fact-checked her or some shit? All forms of social media 
you're not allowed to spread misinformation about coronavirus everywhere. Like there's algorithms on YouTube that right now that if you have coronavirus in your thing at all, it puts up, and even like you've seen it on Instagram, if you have any type of coronavirus or COVID, it puts a link to the CDC. Have you seen that? I see like a little like uh, banner at the top of. So if you put out a if you put out a video or a post like I don't know about the coronavirus, what's going on with it? They'll post a link to the CDC, which is kind of fucked up. It's like all right, I'm supposed to get all my information from these people. So even like they're now trying to discredit that lady for saying hydroxychlorine or I forget how you pronounce it, right, right, because Trump says that saw some studies. Or was told by a doctor that it worked. So now... Like, like imagine if George Washington wrote something on a piece of paper and someone was like, nope. Ripped it, threw it out, like, what you wrote isn't real. Like, that person might be beheaded, right? Nancy Pelosi did that. You you never see that? George Washington? No, probably. She's old enough. But to Trump. She did like he wrote like his State of the Union. No, what I'm saying is like you're talking about medicine nowadays. Na- people are like you can't do it to me. Like, I mean, what you just said about the coronavirus and stuff like that. Nancy Pelosi did it a few months ago. Trump. Like, I would bet bet a lot of money that George Washington, while he was president, probably beat up a couple people. Himself. Yeah, probably. He was like a war general and like stuff. Like someone said something to him, he's like, what? Yeah. Back then, like, shit was cool and you could fucking, oh, you're talking shit? Oh, you, you, you're saying some dumb shit about me? I'm going to snuff you in the fucking mouth. Now we live in this fucked up culture where it's like, nah, you can't. I'm sensitive. <laughs> like, if you hurt me, then you hurt my feelings. Like, uh, oh, no, no. I don't want police, and I want to defund the police, but if you hit me, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> that That's the world we live in right now. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, one of my favorites was Chris Wade, when immediately when we had him on a couple weeks ago, that was the first thing he went into. Like, oh, my feelings. And he was saying how people are now all up in their feelings, and, like, everything affects them and whatnot. That's what this Trump. So even that, you have insight. You know, your girl's mom had the coronavirus. You've been around it. He's good. I have, I have firsthand experience. I have it. I've had it. I'm um, supposedly they called me up and said I'm in the clear now. I can come out of quarantine. Have you had it for two weeks, or you've had like you got the results, but you already had it and been in quarantine for what eleven days? I, I I I first noticed symptoms on the twelfth. So the twelfth, I quarantined myself, and then I went to the doctor on the fourteenth when I started feeling better, and then I got the results on my results finally came in on the twenty sixth, and then when my results came in, the Suffolk County Department of Health, we live in New York, Suffolk County is where we live, they called me up, asked me a bunch of questions, and they were like, by our records, you're good to come out of quarantine. And I was like, all right, am I still contagious? They were like, if you're not showing any more symptoms, then you shouldn't be contagious. And I was like, well, I stopped showing symptoms after like day two. You know, day three, I was fine. 
or at least I felt fine. I wasn't like even like you said, you were getting tired quickly. Yeah, so I guess that could be symptoms. But that was that was when we recorded that last Tuesday, two Tuesdays ago. So that was two three days after, and I haven't had any other symptoms since then. I mean, knock on wood that it doesn't come back and I get all fucked up again. But yeah. but even back to the the Trump thing. So yeah, Twitter. So what happened was Donald Trump Jr. Re- yeah, but dude, that's some like money political shit. No. Yeah. Even like so. When this all happened, Dr. Fauci, the guy Anthony Fauci, he came out and said, Trump could believe what he wants. I'm going to go with the FDA. The FDA is the biggest fucking industry of crooks and fucking pay me and I'll say whatever the fuck you want. So even that. So I'm going to take – I'm going to have to research it and take everything that they say with the grain of salt because these are the same motherfuckers that were saying CBD and THC had no medical effects. And they were fine classifying it as a drug, a Schedule One narcotic, up until a few years ago, you know, because they couldn't corner the market, like they couldn't put a patent on marijuana, and Big Pharma couldn't corner that market. So basically, what happens is like Big Pharma pays the FDA. The FDA is funded by someone. They're funded by the pharmaceutical companies. The pharmaceutical companies design drugs for whatever the illness is. And the FDA then approves, oh, no, oh, so this is good? Yeah, we approve it. How much do you guys got for us? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they're like the CDC. But meanwhile, the people that are actually doing tests, like, listen, all my loved ones do not take this. Well, there's mixed results. As FDA approved, but don't take it. There's doctors that are saying hydroxychloroquine, whatever the fuck it is, doesn't work. And the studies are inconclusive. Then there's other doctors that are like, no, this works. But then even I heard Joe Rogan. What is it? A pill? It's a pill. So it's a pill. So basically they say like a drug cocktail work works to help prevent you catching the coronavirus and then works in the early. Yeah, but I mean, this is from one of my work buddies. He was saying like it might like end diabetes. It like is good for like asthma. Like. What, the hydroxychloroquine? Yeah. It could. Like, help with the underlying it's used. It's used for lupus, malaria, and I think something else. I forget what. But those are serious things you could die from and get seriously fucked up from. Yeah. So, it's obvious. And then even that's like something Trump says, and then people rip him apart with that. He says, like, it's a proven drug. People could take it. People have taken it for many years for other illnesses. I took it. You're not going to, not that I took it. Trump says he took it. He's not going to die. And then like people just go to the fucking, the, you know, the woods with that. And they're like, oh, he's a fucking idiot. I don't know what, you don't know what. Anyway, you want to talk about fighting a little bit? Yeah. How about my boy Verdum? Oh man, Verdum. That I, I almost had another big win with my parlay. How I like to call the, call out those big parlays. You had Verdum on the losing side? No, I had Verdum winning that fight. I, I, I said that publicly on the show as well. I thought Verdum. So Marvin Vittori picked Verdum. Alp was like, I think Gustafsson. He trained with him. Yeah. Alp was like, I think Gustafsson's going to win, but he's not counting Verdum out. I was like, I think Verdum wins that fight. And then I told Cracker Zach, I told a few people, like, oh, no, I think, you know, I got Verdum in this one. 
Well, it's weird because, I mean, in my head, when I first saw the match, I'm like, man, Gustafsson gave Jones, like, a fucking a run. Like, a real, you know what I mean? And I was like, if Jones fought Verdum, I just think he's just too fast. Like That was, that, that was Jones mailing it in, though. That was Jones doing cocaine and partying and hookers and whatever he's into. Who You know, like, so Gustafsson, the first fight. He gave right. him the first fight. He gave him problems. So, That's what I'm saying. Yes. So this was John, like, like, like you said, if John Jones figures, he's like, all right, now I know what I got to do. But here, like, so John Jones is partying. He's not training like 100 percent serious. He's like, you know, living his life, and then oh, I fight on weekends. You know what I mean? I train, I train a little bit, and I fight on weekends. Gustafsson was nice the first fight. They they got at the weigh-ins. It was like face-off interviews. Like, oh, I got John Jones. He's tough and. Respect, respect. Then when they rematched, he was talking shit. Like, oh, no, I won the first fight. John's a drug cheat, shit like that. So Jones was like, oh, are you talking shit? All right. All right. I don't I don't know if you know how they do it in the Jones household. But now I'm going to try. Yeah. Like, now you're getting fucked up. And he fucked him up. So I'm not, I'm not saying Gus is bad. I think Gus is really good. But I think John Jones is another level. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, and to quit, Verdum's ground game is another level. Yes, Verdum ground game. And that's when I saw that matchup, I was like, I can see some, like, oh, I don't know what I'm drawing black. Who's the, the Russian, like, king, the emperor? Fedor. Fedor. I can see some, like, Fedor shit going on where he gets armbarred. And sure enough, he gets armbarred. Yeah, he did good. He took a, he went for a takedown in, the, in a scramble, jumped right on his back. Did you watch the fight? Did you? <laughs> I had to work. Yeah. All right. Well, it, that's all it was. A little, little bit of striking, like a minute or two of striking. Scramble, took his back. Immediately, like, fished for a choke. Wasn't there. Was like, all right, I'm going on bar. Yeah. And then... It was like a minute to the armbar, like Verdum. He didn't retire, did he? No. Who? Gustafsson? Oh, Verdum or Gustafsson? Both. Or like up for... No, Verdum fought out his contract. And is now like, I'm, I'm assuming... He, you know, right. Me and you, I, I think you sent me a link and I saw it like online where like, yeah, he's going to fight out his contract, which I thought he was saying like, I've had enough. No, I think he wants to – so even like him, it's either him or Stipe are the greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah. You know, like Verdum has a resume of, you know – Yes, yes. A, a very impressive resume. I, I'm going to say like until Stipe gets to be Verdum's age, it's Stipe or it's Verdum. It, it, yeah, like on paper, you could say like if, if Stipe could – beat DC and go on another little run of title defenses, then it's going to be Stipe. Well, it's weird. Like, like for example, like, beating the Emperor is, like... When he beat him, yeah, too. Like, he... Yeah, and when he beat him was, like, insane. That, he also has... Hunts, he also like, has the Kane Velasquez win when Kane was... That's right. When people were talking about Kane the way they're talking about Stipe now. Like, oh, he's the best. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And he's got um, 
he submitted no beat Noguera. Granted, Noguera was a little older at that point, but Verdum's got a very impressive resume. If you, a little Nog retired. Little Nog retired. Bro, he was 44. Yeah. I didn't know he was that old. Like, you, the, the, the way we were talking. Point three on the children, he was like, all right, enough. Yeah, it was. It, that, that's tough, too, because both of the – the first fight was a war, but um, Shogun won it. And then the second – Shogun just – uh, a more well-rounded striker. Like Nogara can throw hands like a motherfucker, but the Shogun s- starts putting those kicks in there and shit. And, the, the, the second and third fight were pretty close. Like if they would have went the other way, it would have been like, oh, all right, he won. Like they weren't, you know. But well, it, I mean, they're fucking older. Forty-four. Like I didn't realize he was that old. How old even, is Shogun? He's gonna be forty-something. Thirty-eight. Which is old, old too, you know. Especially, I think, um, uh, John Jones has shown for the last 10 years, but now John Jones is whatever, 33. 205 has been a young man's division. You know, like five years ago, Gustafsson was like in his mid 20s, late 20s. Yeah. Like, even that, I didn't think that would, like, just the style, I didn't think, um, I feel like, the best guys at two o at heavyweight, you have to be able to grapple, and like not to, not takedown defense. You have to be able to grapple. You know what I mean? Like I don't think. I mean, maybe he does have better grappling than that. But all I've seen from Gustafsson is defensive wrestling. So who's this new guy that's just all of my feet? This in my head, I thought he was Russian, but he's from. He is Russian, or he's from some part of Russia. Yes. And he's got like a cleft lip. The guy who is now, he's talking shit about Conor McGregor. I don't know how to pronounce he's, his name. Yeah. What uh, what weight class is he at, first off? He fought his first fight at 85, and then he dropped down a week later to 70. So he's a 70-pounder. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, man, this guy looks fucking really big for 155. And I, you know, I just, while running through my... You know, timeline, I've seen Khabib's name thrown there a little bit. I was like... Kamzat Chimaev. Yeah. Yeah, he trains... I think he is... Trains with Khabib, no? No, he trains in Sweden with, like, Gustafsson. Okay. And, like, Alir Latifi. But, I mean... Now, don't get me wrong. He could be the next coming of Khabib. Well, the, the amount of love he just got this, like... During this week, I'm like, whoa, what did this guy do that was so insane? Just, he beat a nobody, right? Yeah, just two dominant performances. But that's where I'm at, too. It's like, okay, who would he beat? Uh, Reese McKee. Have you ever heard of him? Never heard of him. Neither did I. When they were about to fight, it's like, oh. And then even the talk of it was like, oh, this guy's a UFC debut. So, like, even um, Chaz Skelly had the previous record for quickest wins in the UFC. Like, I think it was like a whatever. I don't know the exact number. But this guy now broke that record. And the record the record now was like 11 days or something. They gave him a fucking gimme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they would have gave him a tougher stylistic matchup or a better guy, he might he might not have won, you know? Give him Robbie Lawler. Yeah, like something like that. Like, like if you're going to have this guy break a re- take a record that's probably never going to be broken again now... And you like you know they gave him a record pretty much. Granted, fighting can be unpredictable, but 
I mean, maybe I maybe I'm biased, and I was just hoping Chaz Kelly. They definitely didn't give him a record. You you got to do something. I mean, they kind of did. They were like, "Here, we're going to give you a easy, st- a good stylistic matchup. A guy who's never fought in the UFC before." Like this what? last fight. Yeah, but I mean, the guy that he fought was ten and three. He's eight no. So I mean, I get you know, not a total gimme, but and. But even that, his first fight was not a gimme. That guy that he fought the first time was tough. But no, nah, well, I'll try to get him on the show. I think he's managed by Ali. Okay. And he speaks English. I was listening. I listened to like two minutes of an interview with him today. But yeah, he's from Sweden. He's. Got- I just, I'm just like, man, there's a lot of rave on this guy. Let me see. I tried looking for some highlights. I looked him up. He's got like 200,000 followers. You know how fight fans are, though. They just jump on. That's like we we have one video where we talked about can I put the the headline can anyone beat Khabib, and people don't even watch the video, or they do watch two seconds of the video and they come on saying we don't know what the fuck we're talking about nobody's beating Khabib it's like watch the fucking video, and then if you watch the video and you see the one moment where I say Conor McGregor won a round against Khabib people fucking jump down my throat about that he didn't win and then. Chael has a video where he's like, oh, Connor won a round, and nobody fucking jumps down Chael's throat. Or, or they do, but Chael just doesn't read it or pay attention. This is probably true. Yeah. But they, they announced... Um, he, he He's definitely a stud, don't get me wrong, but the jury's still out. He's only 2-0. and In the UFC. In the UFC. He's good, though. He's got really good ground game. His two opponents, I think he's outlanded them like some ridiculous number, like 200 to 2 or something like that. Something fucking crazy. So, yeah, he's really good. But then um, also on that card, Carl Esparza versus Marina Rodriguez. Are you familiar with Marina Rodriguez? I'm not. She was undefeated, and she was like a prospect in the 115-pound division. Carl just shut it right down. Um... Well, no, like, she's not undefeated anymore. That's what I meant. Yeah, controversial judging. Like, the fight could have went either way. I'm not upset that Carla won. I was rooting for Carla. I picked well, Carla. She's, sh- she's been on the show. Yeah, I picked Carla in the fight, but it was just one Carla's of the. Carla's on a little tear, huh? Carla's in the mix right now. I think she's won four in a row. But where, and even like, so where people were saying, like, Carla didn't do any damage. And the other girl did damage. The other girl only landed like three or four strikes and they just damaged Carla a little bit. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like elbows from the bottom and shit. And then where Carla made the fight closer was she kept going for fucking leg locks. So like at the end of the first and second round, she dropped down for a leg lock and then wound up not getting it, being on bottom and getting hit up a little bit, you know? But it's one of those fights where... The scoring Senate would be a good conversation for that. If we ever get that gentleman on. Like it was, you know. Yeah, she's, she's like, I've rolled with her. She's strong for a little girl, for sure. Who, Carla? Yeah. <coughs> well, something Carla has that I've only seen really out of like Tatiana Suarez is chain wrestling. So, like, you'll stuff a takedown right. and, and then she has a couple of other avenues she's going to go down. But solid performance, but controversial scoring a little bit. And then Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. I've seen people say that fight could have went either way as well. 
I had Robert Whitaker winning, but I see a lot of people saying they thought Darren Till won. I, I, I had a, uh, a bunch of my wrestling college buddies watch it, and they said they had Whitaker winning. Mm-hmm. Close fight, competitive fight. Like, 30 seconds in, Till dropped Whitaker with an elbow. First period. 30 seconds in. Rocked his whole, rocked his whole shit with an elbow. Damn. Yeah. People were like, what? Yeah, and then the first round was Till, and you saw Whitaker was uncomfortable. Then the second round, he started finding some finding some range, some rhythm, and then he dropped Till with a right hand. And then it wound up just being like a chess match, but I had Whitaker winning. And then even something I saw today that I almost commented on, but then I didn't. I think it was Chris Schlesinger who posted it. They were saying how, um, so Darren Till, I saw it. Darren Till I saw it. thinks the front kick should be outlawed. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's- Have you ever thrown a front kick and, like, with intent and landing <laughs> it? It's fucking really hard to hit. Yeah. Let's outlaw punches to the head, heel yeah, hook. Yeah. He- heel hooks. I, you know, I went into that. I read, uh, like, some rebuttals. And one guy was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's take out punches then because, yeah. you know, you could kick someone in the head and do, like, permanent damage. Where they're not the same, or okay, you kick their knee back, fight gets ended, you know, you get your knee fixed. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I think that's an amazing move. And like, so if you're stalking somebody, it's a great check, it keeps you in check. Yeah, like you're trying to give me brain damage, but I can't kick you in the fucking knee. Yeah, yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, so I wasn't a fan of that. Or just that even Darren Till, like, so after you got fucked up a little bit by it. And you got your knee blown out by it. You're like, oh no, that move sucks. That move should be outlawed. Yeah. Come up with a come up with some defense, bro. Don't be so goddamn fucking heavy footed and flat footed. Yeah. See, it's he, really hard to do that to someone if they're constantly moving. Yeah. He well, he was stalking the shit out of Whitaker, and then Whitaker started throwing it, and he, I bet he stopped. Yeah. He stopped stalking as hard after that. Yeah. Worked. But big fight that just got announced, Khabib. Versus Gaethje. Gaethje. For what? October? 24th. No date yet. I mean, uh, no venue yet. I'm very intrigued by that one. Is this is this Khabib's last one? No. Khabib said that he's going to do what his father wanted him to do, and he's going to retire at 30 and 0. And then Dana White came out and was like, if he wins this next fight and he wants George St. Pierre for his last fight, or whoever he wants, it's up to him. So he'll let Khabib. I saw them. I saw the George St. Pierre. Whoa, whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Justin Gaethje. Bro, they were looking past Gaethje a little bit with that Tony fight, I felt, too. And they were like, oh, no, we're going to get to Khabib Tony right after this. Okay. What happens if Gaethje wins? Does he retire right there on the spot? Who gate Does he kill himself, commit suicide? Does he Yeah. And even does he have to win thirty more fights in a row? <clears throat> so there's two people in fighting with like the most loyal fan base. Like if you say anything about them, you get Arnold Gregor and Khabib. Yeah. And you get and and uh Masvidal's starting to get there where he has that like fan base too. But Gaethje is now going to fight Khabib 
if you say Gaethje's gonna win, you gotta be prepared for, what are you, fucking stupid? What the fuck's, you know, like, just people saying, like, you don't know anything about fighting. Uh, he definitely has better stand-up. Gaethje than Khabib. He definitely has more knockout power. Definitely? Yeah. He slept people. Khabib's only knocked Connor down. And he only knocked Connor down because Connor had zero respect for his stand up. Right. Connor was walking at him in a perfect, in a championship fight with his hands down. You know, what's, what What do you think is going to happen if a guy just fucking bites down and throws a big overhand right? And it, and it happens to land. Well, he did fake the shot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. but It was a proper setup. Yeah. But Connor had his hands down. and He, he also didn't see the shot hitting. It was like. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think Khabib's got good stand-up. I think his stand-up's even. If you're looking at it unbiased and you're not a Khabib nut hugger, he's got good stand up. It's not the worst, but it's also not his. Gaethje is cardio is superb. Superb. I think he could win. I. Uh, he's not a huge underdog. Like he's um two to one. But already. Uh, yeah, but usually it would start bigger and then get smaller. Yeah. So he's only two to one. But I, I, I'm i going to be crazy. I think Gaethje is the toughest stylistic matchup for Khabib. Because for Gaethje, he doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't care. Can wrestle. Has been wrestling since he was four. Gaethje, like we've talked about it a few times. Like there's some for Khabib, like I just said, if he loses... Yeah, like for like he might get executed. Yeah, like I think Gaethje was even a, a, a Gaethje was a one-time All-American, and that was kind of underachieving, you know. Like a little bit more, I think, was expected out of him in wrestling. And he was a super hard worker. Like he fucking wrestling since he was four. Like he can grapple. I think he's going to be tough for Khabib to take down. I tell you what, Usman's still up there with him for this training camp. Uh, oh, 100%. And then, I don't know, you'd know better than I would, like, I don't know what the medicine is for it, as far as altitude. I think they say you're supposed to train at sea level, but sleep at altitude is better for you. But I'm sure there's benefits to training at altitude. Yeah, yeah, it's better overall. Well, I've heard mixed reviews on that. I've heard, like, some people say that it's better to train at sea level than sleep at altitude. Like sleep in an oxygen tent or something. But then I've also, I think the science. Right, no, I mean, if you could train at altitude, well, if you could train at altitude and feel great, that's even, that raises your VO2 max even higher. Yeah, well, Gaethje lives in altitude, trains in altitude, yeah. sleeps in altitude. So. Where's the fight, though? Denver? Probably, it'll probably be Vegas. Yeah. But I'm saying, he. He has cardio. Like we've seen, we've seen Gaethje slow down a little bit in a couple fights. We've seen him lose, but Khabib. The way that we've seen Gaethje lose, Khabib's not beating him that way. You know what I mean? Khabib's not winning a slugging contest and TKOing him. I don't think very slim. 
if Khabib beats him, he's... Yeah, I would never say never, but... History would show that, yeah, not happening, but... On it, paper. Yeah. If he does beat Gaethje, he's grinding him out or he's submitting him on the ground. But, like, that's something else... Switzky could be choking him really bad. Yeah, but I think it's going to be tough to keep him there. Have we ever really seen Gaethje outgrappled like that? His grappling is underrated, if you will. He's very, very scrambly. He usually pops right up. But then Khabib is Khabib. Khabib's the best grappler. Yeah. Like, we remember, we, like, I always think of his cage wrestling's the best. His submissions are really, really good. But then I always think of that thing that, what's his name said when we had Sean Bunch on, who Sean Bunch, you know, is a fucking stud wrestler. Yeah. He said, like, oh, he can't take me down open mat. And then I always think of the shit Sean Bunch said to us, and then I look at the Ally Aquinta fight. You know, the moments when I Aquinta wasn't getting backed up against the cage and was able to defend some takedowns and whatnot. It could get interesting. And then like we were talking cardio. Where where uh on paper, Gage is a better wrestler than Al. Yeah. It's interesting. But would you say would you say that Gage is a better striker than Al? Um close. I think Al might be a better boxer, a little straighter and crisper. But this new Gaethje, where he picks... I also took it on, like, short notice, kind of. One day. But, yeah, but, but he was... he had trained for a three-round fight. He was supposed to fight someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said that, and that's what people rip me apart for, too, in that Can Anyone Beat Khabib video, is I said, like, oh, well, Al has a chance of beating Khabib. And people were like, he got fucking destroyed. He didn't get destroyed. He got beat up. On one day's notice, not preparing for Khabib, he was preparing for a brawl with Paul Felder. Right, and, and a, those are two different fights. Way different fights. And then he got a grappling match, trying not to get smothered by Khabib. But yeah, su- super interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ha- I'm go- yeah, I, th- I feel like you had some other yeah topics. Is that it? I'm gonna have to look at the odds, and then that's how I'll probably make my pick, and then. We'll see, we'll see if Khabib wants to come a menace in the man because if he doesn't, yeah, hang on, I'm I'm going Gaethje all the way until Khabib comes on the show, and even when he comes on the show, I don't know, I'm, I'm I might still be going Gaethje. Gaethje smokes weed. Gaethje likes to party. I don't even think Khabib he doesn't. He doesn't like to party. Well, he likes to party. He just can't. What do you mean? He, yeah, but he does party. He drinks. Smokes weed. Khabib does neither. He never knows who he's going to fight against, so he doesn't really drink that much. Yeah, but I'm sure he, he does drink. Yeah. And I'm not going to say this. You know, I'm not hating on nobody who don't drink. If you don't drink, more power to you. But I think if we hung out, if you threw a party in your backyard and you invited Khabib and Justin Gaethje, you're vibing out with Justin Gaethje way more than Khabib. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, shit, me and Justin Gates are boys. You'll be like, oh, shit, Khabib was here. I talked to him for like two minutes, you know? What did I talk about? What did I... I thought I sent you some things. You did. Hang on, let me... I thought you already had him ready to rock and roll. 
Oh my god, yeah. Tyson versus Roy Jones. Right. So now... You had... A private conversation. Yeah. About that. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. I'm gonna... Am I going to watch it? You are so shocked. Am I am I going to watch it? Absolutely. You don't want to watch it. I don't. I don't. Because it's 54-year-old Mike Tyson versus 51-year-old Roy Jones. It's not two It's not 2003. They're both not even remotely close to their prime. Mike Tyson, like this is something I said to you. And this Hang on. Is- I think you're going to be surprised. Like, knowing their age, keeping their age in mind, you're going to be like, holy fuck. I don't know. Like, my dad, when he was 54, couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like. No. I'm not going to be surprised by what they can do at their old age. Because I'm going to know. So, here's the thing, too. Oh, excuse me. Mike Tyson. What if he somehow looks exactly like. He did it when he was younger. Then that would be amazing. And he would defy the laws of physics, time, biology, everything. Would you feel like an asshole? No. I would wonder what – I would ask for him to be urine tested, and I'd wonder what he was on. You would ask for him to be urine tested? I wouldn't ask him personally. I would wonder in my head what the fuck was he on. And I would come on Menace of the Man and say, yeah, they should drug test both of them. Because he's on. Stan, you know they're both on something already. What do you mean? Yeah, but I'm saying that's the only way that he's even going to remotely look like Mike Tyson in night. That's the thing, too. Well, it's slightly modified. What? It's, it, how long are the rounds? There's only eight rounds. I didn't. I'd have to look that up. But there's not longer than two minutes. It's only eight rounds. There's not going to be a winner unless there. It's going to be a draw unless there's a knockout or a stoppage. I think it's two minute, eight minute round. Two minute rounds. Eight rounds. Eight two minute rounds, sorry. They're gonna be lacing up twelve ounce gloves. Okay. And here that's the thing too, like I said to you. It Mike Tyson, his last couple fights didn't look good. And that was fifteen years ago. So now all of a sudden you're gonna tell me fifteen years later because oh I feel like fighting. I got this. You know what I mean? Right. You spoke about Roy Jones' last fight. It was like 2018, right? Roy Jones was 2018. At what weight? I believe cruiserweight. Which is 185? 190-ish. Let me see. Knockout. All right, I'm not seeing. I'd have to go deeper. Either way, they're both legends in my head that I would have always paid to watch. Like I'm, if if I'm not invited to a party that's watching it, I'm buying it myself for sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like I am buying that fight before I buy. Conor McGregor versus, I don't know, Holloway. I don't know about that. That's the, th- that's, that's the thing, too. So, Roy Jones was my favorite boxer. Before that, 
Mike Tyson when I was a little fucking kid. Mike Tyson. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. Like, I remember even when Mike Tyson got out of prison, like, going to my uncle's house. Sit- he served some time. Yeah. I remember going to my uncle's house, sitting on the floor, watching that shit, and then it lasted, like, fucking whatever. Two yeah. minutes. What was that fight? Let me you say. You think Roy Jones comes out to his own song? Yeah. What? Yo, no. Y'all yo, yo, must have forgot. Yeah. That's what's coming Oh, out. my God. If he comes out to that song, if he comes out to that song, I got to go Roy Jones. But here's the thing. Like, that Mike Tyson, like, first off, they're doing an amazing job editing the shit that they're uploading of Mike Tyson. Like, the Mike Tyson that everyone's thinking of existed in 1989, 1988. Maybe you're, maybe he's doing exactly what you're seeing for 30 minutes. Maybe. You don't know that. I hope he is. But I'm saying, like, hater. No, I just think that they're old. Don't, and don't, you're, ta- you're ruining it for yourself. No. Don't look into it too much. This, this. See what you see and say, yep, I'm going to watch. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, go- I'm absolutely going to watch and I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm just saying, like, it's the equivalent to like, oh, Vandalay and Chandler fighting, but they're both 44. All right. I'm going to watch. Oh, so they're doing the Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie rematch. All right. I'm going to watch. And then I'm just going to be like. So what you're saying is you don't get your hopes up for a. Yes. A barn burner. People are like, oh my god, Tyson versus Roy Jones. 1989 Tyson versus 1995, 1996 Roy Jones. No. It's 2020 Roy Jones versus 2020 Mike Tyson. Yeah. People are, I feel like people are building it up. Like, it's like they're playing a video game. Like, Mike Tyson in this game, he's 99 knockout power. Roy Jones is 99 speed. Yeah, it's like you're playing a video game, and it's like, oh, shit, so I could fight, like, I could be Roy Jones when he was, like, the heavyweight champion in 2003, or I could be, like, Roy Jones when he was, like, the... the I would love to know. Listen, I know they're both taking it serious, but I wonder to what extent. Like, is Mike Tyson sitting down with a sports psychologist, like, once a week and going over, you know what I mean? Or is Mike Tyson... Not had a couple beers? Is he like on a strict diet? Is he doing two a days? Like I want to know these things, kind of. Or it's just like, yeah, I train uh, five times a week. I mean, we could shoot those shots and try. That'd be a, a dream to get Mike Tyson or Roy Jones on the show. I don't think it's the most far fetched thing. And I do know that something I saw recently, and I think it's true. I'm going to have to do a – I saw CES is who's promoting it. You know, the the one that got John Gotti fights in in Rhode Island. So I become pretty friendly with those guys from – that's where Space Monkey lives in Rhode Island. I've partied with them. I've had drinks with them many times. I have all of their phone numbers in my phone. Like, if that's who's promoting it, we definitely have a little – I'm sure they have endless people – that would be hitting them up, but our 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 messages might not go unnoticed. So I'm you're up. shooting the shot. The shot. Well, I'm saying even worst case. Put my name on it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying even worst case, we get the guy who's promoting it on. You know, Jimmy Birchfield. Okay. 
and we talk like you know had this come about like yeah it, you know we'll we'll I get, actually love that idea Stan yeah okay. we'll get some good intel into that um well I mean I had something and left my brain I hear that happens I mean another thing that I did mention to you was the Aljo and Peter Yan going back and forth. Yeah, and, and, he's been doing that even before Peter Yan got the title. Yeah, but now he's calling Yan a paper champion. Now, what exactly does that mean? He got handed a title. He never beat anybody. Like, on paper, you're the champion? Yeah. That belt's not really yours? Yeah, precisely. Right. But here's the thing. Something I said a couple episodes ago. To become a champion, or no, I said it actually a while ago. I said it when we were talking to Alex Volkanovsky about who he might fight. Um, to become a number one contender and get a title shot, you either had to beat a guy who fought for the title or a former champion. And now last week when I was talking to Alp, I played devil's advocate and I started thinking, why, why isn't Dana talking about Al Jermaine? Like he's the next guy in line. Maybe he thinks Aljamain doesn't have that win yet. So I thought even Cody Yan, uh, Corey Sanhagen versus Aljamain could have been for the title. Should have been for the title. I think at that point they were both ranked higher than. Oh, I think it should have been Aljamain versus Peter Yan. Yeah, but I'm saying I think Aldo, what Aldo did was so Yan. Never beat a champion. Beat Uriah Faber, but Uriah wasn't a UFC champion. Beat Uriah Faber, who was also 40. Jan never beat a champion. Never held the title. Aljamain never beat a champion. Beat Hennem Barrow, you know, the 135-pound champion when he moved up to 45. Or no, beat him at 35, but that was, you know, I guess that's one of his yeah, biggest wins. Bucko. What do you mean? I just feel like that's the win you need. So, all right, that's his win, is Barrow. But he beat Barrow like six fights ago. Since then, he's lost to Marlon Marais. Granted, he's won five in a row. He lost to Who Marlon Who was the number one contender and has fought for a title? But that's what I'm saying is, if Dana White's not saying Aljamain's the next title contender, it's because he thinks Marlon Marais might be the next title contender. Or, like, like we've talked about with the Instagram followers... If Cody Galbrandt wants that shot, two point five million, you got it. You know what I mean? It should, and I'm just playing, you know, like bro. If, if I'm Aljamain and I'm in that position, you know me. I'm ride or die for Aljamain. I think Aljamain should be the champion right now. I think he. No, what I'm saying is, if he gets jumped again. I'd be like, yo, I'm not fighting for this organization. Though. This is so. There's a realm where, and I, I think it's going to be a really tough fight for him, Pedro Munoz. But there's a realm where if Frankie Edgar, thirty second knocks out Pedro Munoz, or if Frankie Edgar combination into a flying knee knocks out Pedro Munoz, and then goes Peter Yan, you're next, motherfucker. UFC two fifty. UFC, UFC 257, Peter Yan versus Frankie Edgar. Like, I, that's just how the fight game works. It's fucked up, but... Like... So, so, you think, hang on. Do you think Danny White's waiting for that fight to happen before he goes, all right, Aljo, you're in? 
have you seen any of the clips with Dana White? The media the, at the fights, they go, all right, question, 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 question. Dana, Peter Yan just won this fight, or Peter Yan and Aljamain are going back and forth. Is Aljamain the number one contender? And Dana, he definitely isn't doing it on purpose, but he'll be like, what'd you, what'd you say, who? And then they'll be like, Aljamain Sterling, is he next for Peter Yan? They'll ask it twice, and he'll go, yeah, we're looking at a couple of guys for that. I'm not, no, I don't know yet. He will not say Aljamain is next. That's partly why Aljamain went on this little tirade of posting, like, yo, what the fuck? Like, it's, to me, re- honestly speaking, it should be Aljamain all day, I think. I think Marias had his fight. He had his title fight. He lo- got smoked by Henry Cejudo. But on paper, Henry, Henry's gone now, though. Exactly. And on paper, if you look at both of their, like I was saying to Al. If Henry was still there, yes, it's Cejudo all day. Let's say Peter had a shot. But I'm saying here, if you look at their last six fights, they're both five and one. And what's the difference in there is Jan lost to Cejudo. I mean, um, Marias lost to Cejudo, who's Henry fucking Cejudo. Double weight champion, Olympian. Aljamain's loss because he got knocked out by Marlon Marais. Like, so here's the thing too. I don't think Aljamain did anything. Like, I doubt he has a thing with Dana White where it's like, oh, Dana doesn't like him or anything. I think it's just some weird thing. Like, maybe Dana White was cage side when he lost to Marais and watched that and that's what's in his head. You know what I mean? It, it, I mean, there's something. Dana White has some type of thought process that's going into him not being like Aljamain's next. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'm saying, I'm speculating. And like I said, I was just trying to, with Alp, I was trying to play devil's advocate of why. Because usually you know how Dana is. If you're next, Dana. Like, you, know, you know how Maybe in Dana's head, he thinks Marlon Marais has more of a chance. Because that's what makes the UFC kind of exciting, is like changing in titles, or titles getting going back and forth, right? Yeah. Or that one guy that nobody can fucking beat. Which actually, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna take that back, like, for example, like, like when Ronda Rousey was on her, you know, reign, it was like, She's just gonna armbar the chick in like four minutes, you know? Yeah. But even that, like, just, who's on, no one's on that run right now. Like, Jan versus Aljamain is gonna be a war. A stylistic matchup of Jan going forward and Aljamain doing that fucking, you know? The funk. The funk. Yeah. Like that crazy counterpunching, like, Aljamain lulls you into his fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's counterfighting, but... No, I'm drinking some Great South Bays. So, yeah, I've been good. I've been cleared. Bro, I... Yeah, I went for a run yesterday. I'm gonna go for another run. Another run tonight. Wow. Yeah, you know what I watched that like motivated me to run? I watched Forrest Gump. <laughs> Where he just ran forever? Yeah, he just took off running one day. I mean, I'm not doing that, but 
you know. So Aljamain versus Peter Yan. Hopefully it happens. Another thing before we wrap up, they said, um, what you call it? Cody Galbrandt asked for permission to drop to 125 to fight Davidson, David, however you pronounce it, Figueroa. Figueredo. I mean, I would be like, I don't want nothing to do with that fucking guy. That guy was scary. Did you get to watch that fight, him versus Benavidez? I just saw the results, and I was like, what? <sighs> One-sided? Like, people Be- were like, it, people were saying it looked like Benavidez was a novice. Yeah. He dropped him like five, like four at least three times. Like the fight went way too long. Like, yeah, it was tough to watch. Being a Benavidez fan, having met him, hung out with him a little bit. Like, yes, I was like, damn, that hurts me. You being his boy, having that ongoing joke of where people get you too confused. Like we've tried, yeah. we've played phone tag a little bit with Benavidez about getting him on the show, but like. Yes, I wanted Benavidez to win that so bad. I was like, Benavidez all day. How many titles has he fought for? Four or five. Which is insane. Well, wait, wait. Four or five in the UFC. I think he's fought for like six total in WEC as well. Yeah, tough. But like, that dude, Figueredo, was just like, not today. Bam. Like he dropped. There's a there's a little age difference now. Between like an old bull versus a young calf, or I believe so. I think that dude Figueroa. Well, also hang on. Like, so we talk about having so many rounds. It was almost like, like he caught Benavidez like right in the fucking face a bunch of times. It was almost like I don't want to throw shade on him, but it was almost like Benavidez's chin was gone. But well, so like I I was thinking about fighting, and Benavidez was like the guy in the WEC. Yeah, Benav- I was thinking about fighting. Yeah, ben- Benavidez is thirty five. The other dude, uh, Davison Figueredo, is thirty two. But Figueredo looked a lot bigger than him. Yo, but what about that? That. Uh, Instagram post I sent you about uh, people in Brazil or Russia being tested. Oh, remember Caitlin uh, Chukagian raised that argument. And it's totally fucking true. Yeah. You're telling me if a guy came, so Khabib's a Russian fucking treasure. If some fucking random Russian dude goes to fucking Russian. USADA, United States Doping Association. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, so they're not going to send it. I mean, maybe they would. No, like they said, they have people from the. So USADA subs out. Works with WADA. And they sub out the work. World Organization Doping. Yeah, and they sub out the work. So they. So I think it's. So I know here, it's. I don't know if you remember, Quest Diagnostics would be the company that would come and test you. Like a little fucking. Hoop, a little fucking hoopty station wagon pulls up and it says Quest Diagnostics on the side and this guy hops out like, yo, let me see your dick. I got to watch you pee. You know what I mean? Like, they show up in personal cars here. 
Yeah, all right, but I've seen the Quest Diagnostics truck driving. So that's the same thing in Brazil. So they're going to find a drug testing agency in Brazil, and that's who they hire for to collect their samples. So you're going to tell me in Russia or wherever the fuck, if you're a fan of the guy or if there's some element of organized crime. So I don't want to interrupt you, my friend. You do UK, I for instance, like remember Vandalay Silva when he got in trouble for avoiding a drug test? He was in the United States. In Vegas. You're telling yes. me if that was Brazil and they were like, listen, his pee is his pee. You're going to take this cup and test this fucking cup. Now get the fuck out of the gym or you're going to die. We're going to kill you. Or, or police love this fucking guy. So he's going to beat you up if you ask him to piss again. Get the fuck out of the gym. Take this cup. Okay. Oh, you're here to drug test fucking Vandalay Silva? You pee in the cup. And if it's dirty, you're going to fucking die. You know, like just 10 different ways. Like even that's what Caitlin said. Caitlin was like, if they pay 50 bucks and even the conversion rate, like the American dollar, for instance, we'll talk about Thailand. The American dollar in Thailand, the conversion rate's like three to one, four to one. Like an American dollar. In- no, but with that post I sent you, it's like, she's like, I trained in, uh, Taiwan for six, six months. I was in Brazil for three months before that. Never got tested. As soon as I got to the United States, got tested. Who said this? I sent you, I, I sent it to you. I forget, uh, I think a Russian-ish. Was it Valentina? Not Valentina. I remember you sending it to me, but I can't remember who. Chick. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Yana Kunitskaya. Yes, yes. Her and Tiago Santos both yes. said, like, yeah. Bro, 100%. Like, I think Americans are more tested because it's USADA. Right. Yeah, controversy. Um, whatever. All right, well, we'll wrap this up. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Stanley... Stand the stand the man one COVID zero, but it, and if they take me, man, I'll just find a new co-host and continue with this show. Start, uh, start. You guys can start setting an applications. Just post on the link, and uh, Dave's gonna make a clip here to say, "Hey, I'm game. Make me <laughs> co-host, and I'll look you up, and we'll see what you got." Menace wants headshots, chest. Chest shots and far shots displaying your tan. That's how he's going to pick the new co-host. And computer skills. And c- computer skills are fourth. Yeah. yeah, he'll figure that out. But we'll call this episode 87. Menace, it was good seeing you. It was good seeing you too, dude. Yeah, maybe we'll do this again sometime. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs>